get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. For my money, one of the best NFL writers in the business. He is Therese Paler. You can find his work on Yahoo Sports. You should also check out his podcast. It's the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. He co-hosts it with Charles Robinson. Last night, the guys broke down every game from the Sunday slate. Therese, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm great, BK. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. So let's start with what I thought um, was one of my biggest takeaways from the games yesterday. Uh, I want to go to Seattle versus Atlanta in that game. Man, Russell Wilson, we know how good he is. We know how incredible he has been over the years. But yesterday, the Seahawks allow him to really take over the game. And for me, that was one of my biggest takeaways was they're leaning on their quarterback finally. What did you see from Seattle, and do you think this is something that they can use moving forward? Yeah, same thing, man. I um, noticed that. Look, whenever Russell Wilson throws the ball 35 times, uh, that's a little out of the ordinary for Seattle, which we know is a run-based offense. They believe in establishing the run, which generally is up my alley, but I think as we've kind of evolved in football, we understand that the rules make it far more advantageous to throw the football, especially when you have an elite quarterback. And Russell Wilson is elite, so I think that performance on Sunday was quite instructive to how they might play going forward. Um, he completed 31 of those 35 passes, over 300 yards, four touchdowns. And the thing I like the most about the Seahawks is that those touchdowns came and those completions came in a lot of different ways. There were screens involved. There were deep passes. They worked it short. And his targets are outstanding between Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf. So, um, listen, they've got a fully loaded kind of cast around him. The offensive line, you know, it concerns you a little bit in certain areas, but um, if they can continue to perform like this, I think Russell Wilson could easily have an MVP type season. The one question that I have there is their division because they looked great against Atlanta, but then last night you see the Rams and they looked really good. That offensive line finally looking like itself again against the Cowboys. And my big surprise for the day was the Cardinals being able to overcome the 49ers on the road and beating what is, everybody agrees, a good 49ers team. Is this, in your opinion, Therese, the NFC West going to be the best division in football going into this season? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited that you mentioned that because, I mean, the team I was kind of down on a little bit was the Rams because I just didn't know how their offensive line was going to be able to propel them in this very difficult division. But watching them against Dallas last night, they were already okay at pass blocking, but it was the push they were getting up front. And if their offensive line is playing like that, 
and their offense is rolling like that, I think that's going to help their defense. Aaron Donald looked incredible, which isn't out of the ordinary, but you know he could easily have another uh, defensive player of the year type season. I, I think that team's going to be better than people think. They're certainly better than I think. And I know it's week one, but hey, look, we got football to analyze. Let's <laughs> do it. It's fun, right? Um, I, I, I love the fact that you mentioned the Rams. I think they're a team that's going to have to factor into this division now in Arizona as well. Kyler Murray looked so fast. He looked better than he did last year. And I think that he's a guy that, it, it, look, people are already saying, hey, he could maybe win MVP, but I could I could see that actually happening because he looked great last night. And see, look, this division is going to be very difficult. I think they're going to get at least two playoff teams out of it. Um, San Francisco is going to have to get better on the back end um, and, and and really make sure that they can find a way to, to stop the run game. They're a great pass rusher. We know that, but – um, in this division, it's going to be very important for them to be solid on the back end and play man-to-man coverage and also consistently stop the run. We're talking with Therese Paler, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports and co-host of the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast along with Charles Robinson. All right, Therese, the big story yesterday, Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay and Cam Newton making his debut with the New England Patriots. Let's start with the Patriots side of this, if that's okay with you. If I know Therese Paler at all, I know that you watched and enjoyed the hell out of watching uh, Cam Newton and this new-look Patriots offense grinding the ball all day long. What was your early impression of this new Patriots offense with Cam Newton at the helm? Well, you got that right. Um, (laughs) I'd encourage people to go to my Twitter (laughs) and find a story I wrote about it because, you know, again, it's week one, but it's football to analyze, so we're going to do that. I think New England is going to be incredibly difficult to stop in short yardage situations as long as Cam Newton is healthy. They've always had kind of a ball control offense the last five or six years with Tom Brady. But now with that, plus the quarterback run concepts that Newton is, quite frankly, pretty unstoppable on. He's just so big and he has such great vision and he has so much athleticism. He's hard to stop um, in short yardage situations. Uh, and quite frankly, they really, really control the football game, which is about, which is what every game is about, controlling the game. Even when you're throwing the ball, you're trying to control the game. And New England can do it with their bruising round game, ground game. Cam Newton is arguably the best quarterback in NFL history at running quarterback power. It wasn't a coincidence he scored a touchdown on that. You're going to see that a lot this year. He also scored on a boot. And I also think at the end of the game, when the Dolphins are talking trash, snatched his chain, the fire he showed then, I think that shows how disrespected he feels in general. And I think that's a great sign going forward for the Patriots. This team's going to be good again. Uh, I think they're going to easily win double-digit games. And I don't have them beating the Chiefs or the Ravens or anything like that. But people were thinking Bill Belichick is tanking. Get real. No chance. Far too competent. Another good team. And I bet you um, at some point they're going to have to start entertaining some sort of extension for Cam Newton because I did say months ago that I thought he had a chance to be the comeback player of the year, and I would have put money on it if I wasn't a sports reporter. (laughs) And I do think that's certainly a possibility. Therese, the question that I think a lot of people are raising today with Cam, though, is can you sustain running the ball 15 times? And it's fair Mm -hmm. given his injuries in the past. I understand that. But – if I'm the Patriots, and some people have suggested from what I've seen around kind of looking at the analysis from yesterday, well, you can't run him that way moving forward. Trez, that's the value of Cam Newton is that Absolutely. he's big, he's strong, and he gives you the opportunity of being able to run it 15 times with your quarterback. He's on a one-year deal right now. If, I, if I'm Bill Belichick, that's exactly the way that I'm utilizing him moving forward. Correct, and I think that – I mean, it's not like you do it necessarily every week. I mean, every defense is going to present – 
it's strengths and weaknesses. And there are different ways to attack every defense. And some weeks, they're not going to have to run him that many times. You know, some weeks, they're going to hand the ball off to their cast of running backs, their deep cast of running backs. Sometimes they're going to go up top or try and win with the short pass game. They're going to be able to do a lot of different things. But the, the key is keeping him healthy throughout the course of the season and knowing if you can do that and you can get this man in January, these guys are going to be a really tough out if you don't get a lead on them early. If you let them start controlling the game and dictating the pace, now you're going to have to score on a, a lot of points on a Bill Belichick defense, and now you're going to have to stop Cam Newton. It, it, it's going to present a real problem. So I actually don't think he'll be running as much every week because the goal is to get him to January. But the point is that they have this in their quiver and that they will go to it when necessary. And no coach in football is better at managing the game and controlling the game than Bill Belichick. If anybody can manage this correctly, it's him. I will bet on him doing so. Therese, the other side of that, Tom Brady making his debut down in Tampa Bay against the Saints. And listen, it, it didn't go the way that he would have wanted it. No. I think he he said that after the game last night. Bruce Arians was very open about it after the game <laughs> as well, to say yeah. the least. Um, I, I said earlier today, I'm not too worried yet. It's it's the first game. He clearly did not have any sort of chemistry with Mike Evans. I think I thought that was the biggest takeaway for me. I want to see it against the Panthers. Let's see what they look like against what is objectively a bad defense. And if, it, if they struggle again, okay, now we can have some conversations about it. But going up against a pretty good Saints defense, I'm not too concerned yet. What was your biggest takeaway from Tom Brady? Yeah, I think with offenses like this where there's not any continuity between the quarterback and the coach and the offensive coordinator, you were going to see some mistakes. And their mistakes came back to bite them, right? One was the interception over the middle to Mike Evans. That was a blown side adjustment. Arians, quite frankly, admitted that was Brady's fault, which was hilarious. <laughs> and also, <laughs> the other interception was a bad throw by Brady, but I think it was the kind of interception that happens when you just haven't had the reps with your wideout so you can get the timing down. That was a timing route, and it didn't work. Um, they just they were off on it. So uh, I, I think we're going to really see that team and who they really are in a month or two. Right, like let's give that some time. I think they'll be fine. I still feel really good about the Bucks going forward. I think they're going to win double-digit games and make the playoffs. Um, one thing to keep in mind too, like yeah, I mean they turned the ball over, but they were also facing the Saints, a really good team with a lot of continuity. Let's keep that in mind here. And hey, man, I thought their defense played okay. Now did they give up 34 points? Yeah, but um, they also forced a lot of third downs and for the most part did a nice job avoiding big plays. So. Um, the Saints are a great football team, and I've got them winning that division and playing in the Super Bowl. You're going to see a different Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, and I think that will be closer to who they are than what they just showed in this first game against the Saints. Therese, I want to ask you this. In terms of what we saw yesterday, what was your biggest pleasant surprise, so something that surprised you in the positive direction and what was your biggest disappointment, if you could give me those two things? The thing that surprised you the most that you liked and the thing that surprised you the most that you were disappointed by was what yesterday? I was surprised that Philly blew a lead against an inferior Washington team, but I understand how it happened. Like, Washington's really only tangible strength is their defensive front. They are really, really good up front, and they kicked their butt up front. And Philly's offensive line is good, but they were missing three starters. So, like, I understand how it happened, but I don't understand how they got out to a 17 and nothing lead 
and then didn't control the game with their run game, right? Like, that shouldn't happen. Um, again, I understand that we're in a different era now and you can control the game with the pass, but I don't think they ran it enough to protect that offensive line and to protect Wentz. So it surprised me that they let themselves lose a game to an inferior football team, even though they got out to a 17-point lead, all right? Another thing that really surprised me was, was the Browns looking incompetent oh. on Sunday. They looked awful. They looked awful. I, I thought that, you know, Baker was bad too, and I thought they going into the Kevin Stefanski offense with the two tight ends, the play action, he line up under center, he'd look a lot better, but he didn't. He didn't have any chemistry with Odell Beckham Jr., who was targeted 10 times, only caught three passes. Uh, I thought that he looked bad. I thought that their offense looked bad. And I'm not surprised that Lamar, Lamar Jackson went wild, um, especially against a run defense that was bad last year and might be the worst linebacker corner in football. But I, I thought they'd be more competitive in that game. And I mean, that's a, that's a bad start in a city that's seen a lot of bad football and it doesn't take a lot for uh, the bad stories to start coming out. So, um, you know, I, I, I was really disappointed with the Browns, who was a team a lot of people thought was, was going to be a lot better this year. Therese, I'm going to need you to do something for me. Uh, in the future, if you ever hear me say something to the effect of <laughs> the Ravens aren't going to win this division, let's just just make sure that I stop right there because I <laughs> I don't know how this was the case, but I was somehow surprised by how good Lamar Jackson looked yesterday. I mean, he, he was awesome. amazing, absolutely incredible in that one. I had the Steelers winning that division, and I already immediately mm-hmm. regret it. I, I still like the Steelers, but the Ravens right. look like they haven't missed a beat. Well, don't feel too bad about that. I think I think Pittsburgh is going to win ten games and win a playoff game. Like I think Pittsburgh's really, really good. Um, their defense is really, really strong, and I think Ben is really motivated. I talked to him this off season. His head is in the right place. So um, don't feel too bad about it. I mean, Baltimore's winning the division. But <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to be respectable. Pittsburgh's going to be really good this year. But I understand. I think like you, the thing I was the most impressed with with Baltimore was like the off-platform throws that Lamar made. And look, he he made some out of structure last year, but he was he was throwing some in the pocket with a lot of touch, and he was throwing some out of structure with touch. He looked awesome, and he looked just as dynamic as ever. This is going to be a very, very difficult offense to stop. And honestly, we're not talking about their defense, but we need to talk about my guy, Patrick Queen, right? Really strong debut for him, all-juice linebacker. Um, I, I think he's going to have an impact on that team like Devin Bush Jr. had for the Steelers last year. My biggest takeaway from the weekend, Therese, the NFL is in good hands at the quarterback position. Yes, I mean, we sir. saw Patrick Mahomes on Thursday. We saw Deshaun Watson, who struggled a little bit, but they'll get that thing figured out over time. The Seahawks looked amazing with Russell Wilson being able to cook. Aaron Rodgers looked like himself again. Cam was so much fun to be able to watch finally. Lamar, I mean, it's it's all over the place. Kyler looking like he's taking the next step. This is as much fun as I've had watching the quarterback position in the NFL in a long time. You know, I'm in the same place as you, and I think there's one more takeaway to add to that, right? Like, I think now in this era where quarterbacks are elevated a little bit because it's such a pass-happy era and all the rules are so skewed toward offense, I think now more than ever it's going to be very difficult for an average to midland quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Hmm. Because if, like, if a guy gets in, like, the Joe Flacco hot zone, guess who he's meeting in the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, you understand, or Russell Wilson. The chances for those types of guys to win Super Bowls go down significantly when they face an elite guy that can create and pull plays out of his tail. So I think 
a lot of guys are going to look better than they ordinarily would. But the flip side of that is that you might end up buying fool's gold because when the rubber meets the road, the game is as difficult as it always has been in the playoffs, which means that you might have a guy that had a great statistical regular season, but once you get in the big game on the big stage, he better be able to match the alpha dogs that can snatch your heart out with plays they're not supposed to be able to make. He's Therese Paler. Find his work over on Yahoo Sports, where he's a senior NFL reporter. For my money, one of the best in the business. And also, check out his podcast, the Yahoo Sports NFL Podcast. He co-hosts that alongside Charles Robinson. Just last night, they broke down every game for the Sunday slate. Therese, always appreciate the time, man. Good to talk with you again, and look forward to talking with, with you soon. You know, anytime for you, man. Just holler at me. You're the best. That's Therese Paler joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN.